Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host and I'm so excited today as my, have a, as my guest, Stephanie bonte LeBaire. Stephanie is a classically trained singer turned voice presentation and keynote performer. For over 20 years, she has helped singers, speakers, and business professionals leverage their voice for more influence, authentic connections, and increased sales. She wrote her own one-woman musical stage streams in 2019 and sings musical keynote presentations around the country for business-minded audiences. She is an award-winning networking leader and facilitator, having run several networking and mastermind groups, both in person and virtually, including founding her own group, Empower Business Networking, in 2020. Whether performing on stages, networking, or speaking in the boardroom, Stephanie's mission is to help people be the voice of their passions. Welcome, Stephanie, to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thanks for having me, Brett. Well, I'm so excited that, that Lisa introduced us because I, I love to meet new people, and you are certainly doing something that I have never heard of before, so <laughs> you're expanding my horizons a little bit here. But let's talk about your speaking journey a little bit, Stephanie. So obviously, you, you help speakers, but I assume that you do some speaking yourself. So how, yes. how did that whole journey begin and, you know, get, get, give us a backstory. Yeah, well, my backstory is I'm actually a singer. <laughs> so my stage experience has been as a singer on stages, performing in musicals, cabaret, opera, dinner theater. And it was fascinating because I'd never considered myself a speaker. I just considered myself a stage performer and a singer. And I had a friend that took me to a business networking event. I had my own business as a singing teacher at that time. Yeah. And she took me to this business networking event and I loved the energy of it. I loved businesses supporting each other. I could see that there were opportunities to be on stages of sorts in that sort of environment. And I instinctively knew that a lot of the skills that I had as a singer and stage performer translated really well into the networking environment. Mm -hmm. I saw that there were people who would walk into that networking environment uncomfortable, or they wouldn't know how to project their voice when they were speaking, or they wouldn't know what to say about themselves in a way that was clear. And one of the 
things I mastered over the years was how to make a great first impression. When you have to go to the audition room over and over and over again, I auditioned for Broadway shows. I auditioned for amusement park gigs. I, I did a lot of auditioning, right? You learn how to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize there was an opportunity here for me to consider the possibility that I could help speakers, not just the singing students that I had at that time. So I evolved my business and I started not just to work with speakers and their confidence and their ability to use their voice powerfully, but I also became the managing director of that particular networking group. And I started to facilitate networking conversations. And I realized I had a lot of skill set in making those dot connects and networking is a way to speak. When you are facilitating a networking event, you become the speaker, right? So I received my practice and my comfort level at being able to call myself a speaker because I was facilitating those in-person networking events. And eventually that led to speaking workshops and speaking events where I was hired as keynote and all of those other things came, you know, through my journey. So what's different, Stephanie, about training a speaker versus training a singer? <laughs> There's not a lot of difference, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> the skills you need to be great at speaking are the same skills you need to be great at singing. You have to know how to use your body, right? You have to know how to breathe. You have to know how to project. You have to know how to articulate. <laughs> you have to have confidence, right? There's a confidence piece for a singer as well as a speaker. And I have to admit that even I was nervous when I started to first quote unquote speak, because it was different in my mind. I was like, wow, this feels different. I don't have a script to memorize. You know, when I was in a musical, I would just memorize the songs. I would memorize the lines I had to say, and then I would act everything out with my fellow actors on stage. But when you're a speaker, I had to think on my feet more. I had to improv a little bit more. So there was that nervous energy around that. But honestly, a lot of the foundational pieces are exactly the same. <laughs> All right. So let's dive, dive into this networking thing a little bit more, Stephanie, because one of the keys, obviously, to building a, a profitable speaking business is to be seen and, and see uh, meet others and all that. And there's a lot of networking events out there, obviously. But what is your best advice to aspiring speakers who know they need to get into networking events to meet more event promoters, meet other fellow speakers, et cetera, but they haven't really done it before? So words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. So the first thing is start visiting groups to see how you feel within that environment. Are the people, the kind of people that you want to hang out with? There's really no way to research enough or to go online and hide behind your computer enough to really determine where is the best place to go. The best thing to do is to show up and do it. And then through the act of showing up at networking events and interacting with people, you start to learn what is it you do want in a networking environment? What is it you don't want in a networking environment? And you start to hone your skill. All right. So Let's talk about the different types of speakers that are out there. So in my mind, Stephanie, you have three primary types of speakers, keynoters, platform sellers, and what I just call business builder speakers. So maybe they're a chiropractor or whatever. They just speak to local groups to you know, establish themselves as the expert in their local area. So which of those worlds have you played in and which of those worlds do you like the best? Ah, I love this question. I've done all three <laughs> and... I have to say what I like the best 
tends to be when the audience is my perfect fit. So for me, I am great in front of an entrepreneurial creative audience. And for me, it's whenever I can interact with that audience, especially in person. So if I have a keynote and I'm allowed to interact with people and we can do exercises together or we can, you know, uh, be creative, uh, that's when I have the most fun. And I can do that as a paid keynote. I can do that as a speak to build my business. And I can do that as a, I've got an offer at the end and you're going to go back and buy something from me. So you talk about getting out there and, and getting gigs and all that stuff. So you, you played in all those worlds. What have been your biggest keys to people finding you and getting on those stages, whether it's a keynote or a platform selling situation or whatever. I have found almost every single speaking gig I've ever booked or, you know, received through networking. So Mm -hmm. I use networking to leverage myself for visibility. And that's a strategy that I specifically go into every networking event to create. So some people may go to networking to find a client. Some people may go to networking because they're looking for a referral partner who's going to send them referrals on a consistent basis. I always go to networking looking for stages. So I'm looking in the room at that networking event and I'm saying, who already has a community? Who's already building a community online or has a group that they need to book speakers for or is doing an online summit or is doing an in-person conference? Who are those people? Who has a podcast? Who has you know a platform of some kind? And I'm asking them if they'd like to network, if they'd like to get on a call with me and see how we can support each other. And because I do that consistently, I am much more successful at generating revenue, number one, for my business and also expanding my own community. So what's your go-to topic these days if you're doing a keynote presentation? Yeah. So my go-to topic right now is be the voice of your passions. And I talk about the three key voices you need to be successful in any conversation. So this speaks to the inner and the outer that you need in your communication. So you talk, Stephanie, about you flourish in front of an entrepreneurial type crowd. So now, obviously, all speakers would like to get more gigs, but how do you determine if if a stage or a platform is the right fit for you? Well, there is some trial and error and it's about assessing the results you're receiving. So when you try, for example, I have been in front of audiences that were entrepreneurial, but maybe not the niche that is the best for me. For example, financial services. I can absolutely speak to a financial services audience. It's it's not that I couldn't do that, but that's not as much of a reward for me as let's say that solopreneur audience, because Mm -hmm. I can really speak to that journey a little bit more in depth um, than I could, you know, a financial services group. So we're obviously talking here virtually. So what do you do differently, if anything, when you're doing a a virtual presentation versus an in-person presentation? 
Well, you have a couple advantages in the virtual environment as one is you can provide links while you're doing virtual interaction and that allows them to grab whatever freebie you have or take a next step or download a workbook. So I, I love to do digital workbooks when I'm doing virtual speaking because they can just pull it up on their computer while they're listening to me. And if they've got a printer, they can print it real quick. And so that's one thing that has been great about the virtual speaking. And believe it or not, I do sing even in my strict, like business-minded speaking presentations, I will still throw in singing. So what's really nice is I've got this microphone right here in a virtual environment, and I will just hold up my phone with a little accompaniment track sometimes, and we'll and I'll just sing a song right into the microphone, right? So it's okay. it's it's nice. I don't have to lug a PowerPoint you know, machine or, you know, projector with me and like all that stuff. Um, so I think logistically, I find it really easy to do a transition to virtual speaking. So aside from having an improvement in their, you know, their commanding voice or whatever, what are other things you think are critically keys to success for a speaker as they're going to thrive in this world? Well, you have to have a clear intention. You have to understand what it is you're trying to build with your speaking. So just like you said, there's three different types of speaking. Are you going to use all three of those strategies? Are you only going to use one? And then what is it you want to cre create as a result of that strategy? And this is the same thing that I say to myself before I go to an individual networking event, for example, is what's my intention before I show up at that event? And I usually ask myself three questions. So I will say, how do I want to feel? as I show up and use my voice at this networking event. And then I will ask myself, what is the biggest outcome that I want to create as a result of showing up to this networking event? And then I will ask myself, how do I want other people to feel when they interact with me at this networking event? So you could replace networking event with speaking engagement of mm -hmm. any kind, right? So when you have a really strong intention, that feeds what I call the purpose voice. So the three voices you need to be powerful in any conversation are your purpose voice. So intention setting, are you on purpose? Are you in alignment with what you really want to create in the world? Your physical voice. So this is all that physical technique that I, you know, I've got a master's in voice, a minor in speech pathology, so I can dig deep with vocal technique and how to use your body powerfully. And then the third voice I call the mental voice. And this is the structure of your talk and the words you choose to use. Most people worry about that one the most, but in all honesty, if you've got your purpose voice in alignment and you have some great technique to be seen and heard clearly, then the words will flow more easily and you'll be more powerful in your conversations. Well, you certainly have a perspective on the situation that I haven't pondered before. So, you, I mean, you're talking about different types of voices that are foreign to me. So this is a foreign language in a certain sense, but that's okay. I'll, I'll muddle through. So I do have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Stephanie, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. 
And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show on my guest, Stephanie Bonte LaBear. And we're talking about projecting your voice and her singing skills and how she applies them to helping speakers and all that. So I want to dive into a couple of those techniques, if we can, Stephanie, about what are some specific recommendations you would have for speakers in terms of how to be more efficient or effective or whatever term you want to use on the platform. So after you ask yourself those three key questions of how you want to feel, what you want to create, and how you want other people to feel when you use your voice, when you interact with them, then the next piece of really feeling prepared is to do some energy manage, what I call energy management, which is how are you feeling in your body? So simple things like taking some slow, deep breaths. Maybe moving your body helps you ground yourself, especially if you're feeling nervous. And practicing some of your key bullet points that you have for whatever upcoming talk you have, like walking through, this is what I want to say to open up. You know, this is my key bullet point one, two, three. That is great to just get yourself focused and clear about the flow of whatever talk you're you're going to give. So that's usually the kind of routine I set for myself is just some really simple um energetic and physical warm-ups. All right. So one of my favorite questions to ask my guests always, Stephanie, is okay, bear your soul a little bit here. Don't you know, be embarrassed. If that's okay. <laughs> share, share maybe a mistake or two. You made personally along the way yeah. that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make. Well, it's so interesting because I consider myself an expert in how to use the physical voice based on my training and years of experience. And I remember I was on my very first podcast ever. It was a radio show podcast where it was just audio, no visual, right? And it was the first time I'd ever been interviewed by somebody. So I was really nervous and I ignored everything that I teach people to do to prepare themselves for an interview. <laughs> I was like not grounded. I was I was writing things down like I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. I was like trying to like fill a page of all the points I wanted to make sure that I got across in this interview. <laughs> And I remember when um, this was actually recorded live as well. So we actually got to hear the commercial break when it would happen. And I remember at the commercial break, she said to me, Stephanie, you sound really nervous. And I thought, oh, I do. <laughs> you know. And she goes, yeah, you have this upward inflection that's happening, which is something I was talking about as <laughs> when you're grounded, when you are confident, your inflection in your voice goes down. You're able to really feel the groundedness in someone's voice. And my voice apparently was going up and was nervous. And I was, everything was like a question. And I went and listened to that interview and I was mortified. I was like, this is exactly what I teach my students not to do. So that it was my first time, right? Everybody's got yeah. that first time out of the gate. And it was a great learning experience. <laughs> Well, at least you showed up for that one. I was supposed to do a radio interview one time, and it was a weird time and day. It was on a Sunday afternoon, like at 2 o'clock. Well, I got home from church, got busy in the yard, just forgot about it entirely. <laughs> you know, I, I felt I, oh, no. I felt about that big. So at least you showed up for yours. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So continuing on the line of mistakes, what are some of the key mistakes you see speakers make in terms of networking? Yeah, for, from a networking perspective, speakers 
make mistakes around the idea that people are going to buy from them having only met them for the very first time in that moment. Mm-hmm. And in a networking environment, that's just, unless you are the keynote of a networking group and where they've given you at least 45 minutes to talk, mm-hmm. most likely you're not going to get a client that day. And it's really, really important to have the right expectation from a networking environment. And even if you are the keynote speaker at a networking event and you have 45 minutes, you do something for free. You give them an opt-in. You give them something that get that develops the know, like, and trust because they need to feel that they really understand who you are and that what you offer is valuable to them before they're going to hand over their credit card, right? So really setting that expectation. So obviously one of the keys to successful networking is the follow-up. So what are your what are your strategies or, or techniques that you utilize for follow-up from networking? Yeah. First, backing up just one step, don't go to a networking event unless you have booked follow-up time in your schedule for within 24 hours from that event. If you don't have time to do follow-up, then you don't have time to go to the networking event. I see so many people that network multiple times a week. And I wonder, for me, I need at least an hour booked. So if I go to an hour networking event, I need at least one other hour in my schedule to do the follow-up I really want to do to make sure that I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm looking people up on LinkedIn. I'm connecting with the people that I saw in the room, all of that. And if I don't have that hour, I'm just throwing away the time that I just spent. Um, so that's number one. And then from a follow-up perspective, Make it easy. Make it a networking conversation. Invite them to just get to know you. In fact, I have a Calendly link that's like the get to know you meeting. It's low pressure. It's like, I'm not going to try to sell you my stuff. I don't want you to try to sell me your stuff. We're just going to get to know each other and see if we have any introductions that we can make for each other. Mm -hmm. So you're really setting the expectation that this is an easy breezy conversation and it's a networking conversation because I really hate it when somebody really wants to talk to me after a networking event and then they talk to me all about their products or their services. And I'm like, really? Ugh, if I wanted yeah. a sales pitch, I would have asked you for one, right? <laughs> so do you do anything, Stephanie, in terms of offline follow-up for networking type things? Offline meaning like send cards in the mail? Yeah, yeah. You know, right? yeah. Personal note yeah, cards absolutely. Like absolutely. If there's a key connection, you know, it's great if you've got a book. Right. I represent another company. One of the tools I represent has a book. So sometimes I will send a book to someone if I feel like they're a great connection and we could have a partnership down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great to be able to, you know, think outside the box and um make sure you're not just trying to spam them all the time on your email list. <laughs> all right. So now I want to give you a couple of minutes, if you would, Stephanie, to tell people a little bit more about what specifically you do and how they can get involved in your world should they so choose. Yeah. So you can learn all about me at my website, which is empoweryourvoice.com. And one of the key pieces to what I do, obviously, is my networking event. So I can also gift you a free ticket to come visit Empowered Business Networking. It's normally $47 on Eventbrite. But if you go to ebnticket.com, you can opt in for a free ticket and then you can come visit and we'll get to know each other. All right. Well, we'll make sure that's in the show notes down below. So Definitely check out that networking event. I'm going to attend my first one very soon. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) So, all right. Again, 
Give us the URL for your primary website, Stephanie. Empoweryourvoice.com. E-M-P-O-W-E-R, your voice spelled out, dot com. All right. So as we wind this episode down, Stephanie, any final words of wisdom for aspiring speakers out there? Keep showing up. Keep using your voice. Your voice is your most powerful tool in your business. Don't be afraid to use it. All right. Well, my sincere thanks to Stephanie for joining me this this week on the episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. As always, if you haven't, please go to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com and register with your favorite streaming service to be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, again, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. May 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.